will be seeing our spring flowers and April rains. But meanwhile, I so want to bring a smile to your lips and a warmth to your heart by dishing up some of the fun from behind my bifocals with humorous and uplifting stories. Today, we're going to get into the survival of cross-country skiing from behind Miss Clara's bifocals, as she says. Then some humor from the lips of an 87-year-old woman. I'll share a wee story in case we forget, followed by a plug for St. Patty's Day and soon to be here in March, a few chuckles from church humor, and heaven forbid, how to start a fight. We'll have education from a Japanese student. We'll finish off with life's like that, and finally a quote. Another crazy life story, it seems, coming from our favorite lady, Miss Clara. Seems she made her foray into cross-country skiing. And as usual, she's here to elaborate on the story. I'm sure it will have the many ups and downs that come from her skiing story and from behind her bifocals. So let's welcome our famous funny lady. Hi there, Miss Clara. Good to see you again. Hi, everyone. Guess Aunt Lizzie shared that I'm here to tell you about my latest adventure, and that is cross-country skiing. I yet to try that downhill stuff, as I like to be standing on level ground. And after this experience, uh, well, I don't think my body and me are equipped to be on a tilt. Oh, Clara, I went downhill skiing, well, only once. My boss convinced me to try to do that, and he would stay with me the entire time. He and his family were from Austria, and he skied most of his life. Well, I'm trying to make a long story short so you can get on with yours. Anyway, he got me to the top of the hill, told me how to plow ski in case I got into trouble, and then was off and left me. I got to the bottom by screaming and aching legs from doing that plowing thing. Well, I stopped. And then I fell down. Well, off came my skis. Away I went, and I never saw him again to work the next day. He thought it was hilarious, but my poor thighs didn't think so. Well, sorry, Clara. I mean, I interrupted your ongoing saga. <laughs> oh, we're in for a treat, folks. That's just fun, Lizzie. Well, hubby Clem decided to get my blood going and to take me out cross-country stand. He's the, left, oh, blah, blah. He's the athletic one of the family. And he can talk better than me, too. Well, I digress. And he does all this stuff to keep himself in shape. He bought me a pair of skis years ago, but somehow I just never got out. He said we'd go out on this little trail not too far from the house. Well, we don't go too far anyway, what with this COVID thing, but... Away we went to get some exercise, so he said. I tried to get into my ski suit, but somehow with not using it, it had shrunk. You know the saying, if you don't use it, you lose it. Well, I had to go bare-butted into the ski pants just to get the zipper to come up halfway. The jacket was so small, it held me like that old girdle of mine that split with the job it had to do, and shot its way in the chandelier. Oh, oh, Clara, you do have a way with words. But I'm a trooper, 
trouble was I couldn't bend to put my skis on, so Clem had to put on my boots and skis for me. There I stood in all my finery, grasping those poles like a drowning person hanging on to a life jacket for dear life. And you could move with all of that? Yep. Now Clem was going to give me instructions and told me to follow them and I'd have no difficulty. Off we went. Or should I say, he went. I stood there, every fiber of my body frozen to the spot. I actually had to move. Glide, he said, glide. How the heck can I glide, you fool? I can't move my poles, I screamed at him. Even the escaping air was making droplets on my lips from the cold. I just knew my lips would be chapped, and then he would, or someone would peel off the skin, and I'd have to have those foolish injections again to make my lips look sensuous once again. How the heck was I ever going to pucker again? <laughs> I remember how paralyzed I was too, Clara, so I could relate to how you were feeling. Clara, just move your feet one ahead of the other and glide. Watch me glide, Clem was shouting. I watched, and I realized you moved your hands and feet like you're a four-legged animal. Looked decent enough. Away I went. Well, I at least moved. My arms and hands were aching from white knuckling the poles. Just relax, Clem was shouting at me. From a distance, I might add. Watch me, nice and easy, nice and easy. Oh, fine for them to say. That was the same with my boss, Joe. He made it look so easy. Right. What the heck, gliding? A baby had more grace learning to crawl. I just knew when I got off of these things it'd be payback time for him. Well, to be truthful, as the miles wore on, I did get to glide a few times, and on one of my glides I fell and almost went down a steep hill. Oh no, that's really the fear when we ski, a falling. What did you do? Well... The only thing that stopped me was that I had fallen and landed with a huge tree between my legs. And the darn skis were standing straight up like a, well, like a small tree. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be laughing. I'm so sorry. The pictures that are dancing in my head, well, just made me do it. Well, well I could hardly see a thing through the icicles that had developed on my eyelashes from crying from the pain. Why, folks, it was so darn cold, I realized that I'd lost my choppers. Well, that's the teeth to you who aren't familiar with that term. And then why I let out a scream even when I fell. Why, it was so cold, those teeth were chattering where they'd landed in the snow. And notice I use teeth for those that don't know the thing of choppers. Oh, no, I'll bet there was more pain from losing the teeth whoops, sorry, choppers, then the embarrassment and pain from falling. I couldn't see Clem, but out of nowhere he seemed to appear. Oh, darling, he said, you okay? I saw the smirk in his face. Well, he'd pay for that too. But right now, I just want to get up and go home. 
You told me we were just going for a small jaunt to get my used to being uh, blubbered. Instead, you lied and we'd gone on for miles. I'm never gonna trust you again. But Clara, my love, you only skied for the size of a city block, he tried to convince me, but I knew better. Block, schmuck, get me out of these contraptions and I won't go home. Well, at least he didn't leave you entirely, like my boss Joe. I could have landed in the hospital for all he knew. Well, my Clem never do that. You'd know better. Off came the skis, and I crawled to the nearest tree and hoisted myself up. I didn't want any help from him. Who the heck would know what would happen if he did that? When we got back to the truck, Clem said, Oh, sweetness, are you sore? Nope. Just a wee bit my arms and legs, I said with a big smile. Well, he said, I didn't want to tell you that you'll be really sore in the days to come from using unused muscles. And he said that so sweetly. Hey, folks, payback's the pets, eh? The next morning, Clem asked me how I was. I was fine, but folks, he couldn't move. He is so sore from instructions, so he said. He couldn't move for three days. Well, I glided out shopping and bought my favorite perfume and a new ski suit and skis. I'm ready for round two. Well, I guess it's that time to leave and write the next experience from this old life of mine. Bye, everyone. some more light humor to brighten your day. One night, an 87-year-old woman came home from bingo to find her 92-year-old husband in bed with another woman. She became violent and ended up pushing him off the balcony of their 20th floor apartment, killing him instantly. Brought before the court on the charge of murder, she was asked if she had anything to say in her defense. Your Honor, she began coolly, I figured that at 92, if he could do that, he could fly. Lest we forget, one day a woman's husband died and on that clear cold morning in the warmth of their bedroom, the wife was struck with the pain of learning that sometimes there isn't any more. No more hugs, no more special moments to celebrate together, no more phone calls, just a chat, no more, just one minute. Sometimes what we care about the most gets all used up and goes away, never to return before we can say goodbye and say, I love you. So while we have it, it's best we love it, care for it, fix it when it's broken and heal it when it's sick. This is true for marriage and old cars and children with bad report cards and dogs with bad hips and aging parents and grandparents. We keep them because they're worth it, because we are worth it. Some things we keep, like a best friend who moved away or a sister-in-law after divorce. There are just some things that make us happy no matter what. Life is important, like people we know who are special, and so we keep them close. Suppose one morning you never wake up. Do all your friends know you love them? I, I was thinking, 
I could die today, tomorrow, or next week. And I, I wondered if I had any wounds needing to be healed, friendships that needed rekindling, or three words needing to be said. Let every one of your friends know you love them, even if you think they don't love you back. You'd be amazed at what those three little words and a smile can do. And just in case I'm gone tomorrow, I love you. Live today because tomorrow's not promised. Now, since this is St. Patty's Day month, here's a short quip, well, about $5 shirts. Patty looked into one of the shop windows and saw a sign that caught his eye. The sign read, suits, $5 each, shirts, $2 each, trousers, $2.50 per pair. Patty said to his pal, Mick, would you just look at them prices? We could buy a whole lot of those and when we get back to Newfoundland, we could make us a fortune. Now, when we go inside, stay quiet, okay? Let me do all the talking. Because if they hear our accents, they might think we're thickos from Newfoundland and try to screw us. So, I'll put on me best English accent. Right yar, Patty. I'll keep me mouth shut, so I will. You do all the business, said Mick. They go inside and Patty said in a posh voice, Hello, my good man. I'll take 50 suits at $5 each. 100 shirts at $2 each, and 50 pair of trousers at $2.50 each. I'll reverse up me truck around the back, ready to load them on, so I will. The owner of the shop said quietly, You're from Newfoundland, aren't you? Well, yes, I am that, said a surprised Patty. What gave it away? The owner replied, This is a dry cleaner's. a wee bit of church humor. A Sunday school teacher began her lesson with a question. Boys and girls, what do we know about God? A hand shut up in the air. He's an artist, said the kindergarten boy. Really? How do you know, the teacher asked. You know, our father who does art in heaven? A minister waited in line to have his car filled with gas just before a long holiday weekend. The attendant worked quickly, but there were many cars ahead of him. Finally, the attendant motioned him toward a vacant pump. Reverend, said the young man, I'm so sorry about the delay. It seems as if everyone waits until the last minute to get ready for a long trip. How to start a fight. One year I decided to buy my mother-in-law cemetery plot as a Christmas gift. The next year, I didn't buy her a kit. When she asked me why, I replied, well, you still haven't used the gift I bought you last year. And that's how the fight started. My wife and I were watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire while we were in bed. I turned to her and said, Do you want to get frisky? No, she answered. I said, Then, is that your final answer? She didn't even look at me this time, simply saying, Yes. So I said, Then I'd like to phone a friend. And that's when the fight started. Japanese exchange student in U.S. The teacher said, let's begin by reviewing some history. Who said, give me liberty or give me death? She saw a sea of blank faces except for little Akio, a bright foreign exchange student from Japan who had his hand up. Patrick Henry, 
1775, he said. Very good. Who said, government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth? Again, no response except from little Akil. Abraham Lincoln, 1863. Excellent, said the teacher, continuing. Let's try one a bit more difficult. Who said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country? Once again, Akio's was the only hand in the air, and he said, John F. Kennedy, 1961. The teacher snapped at the class. Class, you should be ashamed of yourself. Little Akio isn't from this country, and he knows more about our history than you do. She heard a loud whisper, to heck with the Japs. Who said that? I want to know right now, she angrily demanded. Little Akio put up his hand. General MacArthur, 1945. At that point, a student in the back said, I'm going to puke. The teacher glares around and asks, All right, now who said that? Again, little Akio says, George Bush to the Japanese Prime Minister, 1991. Now furious, another student yells, Oh yeah, suck this. The teacher fainted. As the class gathered around the teacher on the floor, someone said, Oh crap, we're screwed. Little Akio said quietly, USA hockey team before they play the Canadians. Life's like that. Mr. Clark, I have reviewed this case very carefully, the divorce court judge said, and I've decided to give your wife $775 a week. That's very fair, Your Honor, the husband said, and every now and then I'll try to send her a few bucks myself. A doctor examining a woman who had been rushed to the emergency room took the husband aside and said, I don't like the looks of your wife at all. Me neither, Doc, said the husband, but she's a great cook and really is good with the kids. An old man goes to the wizard to ask him if he can remove a curse he's been living with for the last 40 years. The wizard says, maybe, but you'll have to tell me the exact words that were used to put the curse on you. The old man says without hesitation, I now pronounce you man and wife. Now let me leave you with a quote for the week. Make your life a masterpiece. Imagine no limitations on what you can be, have, or do. And that was by Brian Tracy. Just a reminder to subscribe to the monthly Chatterbox News at www.lifewithauntlizzie.com. Go to the website and sign in to make certain that you get your free personal subscription so you won't miss anything. And don't forget, hopefully, to thank the advertisers who support good news. For those of you who don't know what the Chatterbox News is, treat yourself to pages filled with uplifting and humorous stories. The best part, it's free. I promise not to harass you with tons of emails wanting you to buy anything, and I'll keep your email safe. Meanwhile, take care, keep smiling, until the next time.